benefit from this Torah tonight. Thank you. heart needs a piece of paper, then the answer is yes. Okay, anyway, okay, so, yeah, write with pleasure, do what you want. I'm not, yeah, I never tell you. Okay, uh, and, okay we're, 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 we're actually towards the end of circus. Rab is quite an auspicious evening. I don't know if you know that the uh, Yushami writes on Little Lashana Rabbah on the Pasuk. She's like, I see Yom Yom doing that they so to speak, the Jews come to see me twice a year. Reminds of the old days in America where people only came like three times a year, two times a year to the shul, you know, for Roshani and Kippur. Some came for Yisker. So the Gemara says, I see Yom Yom doing people serve me earnestly twice a year. When is it? It's Leil Roshana and Leil Arava. Would you believe it? This is a night which everyone used to converge together to daven and learn. So some interesting, it doesn't really explain why in the Ari it says whatever it says. Uh, this is not the place where I'm going to explain that. But but said the Roshama just mentioned, this is a night where people used to converge together to daven, to learn. Was Avodah Hashem was on Leil Arava, which is tonight. So if you want to know, they say in the Roshan Yom Kiv Yom Arava. That's the Roshan Yom Kiv Yom Arava. So Roshan. So it seems to be an important night, um, and I'd like to um, teach something here, which um, I once taught in Kambiyavna, parts of it, uh, a few years ago in Roshana. Um, I'd like to try to understand a bit more about this Yom Tif, about this old, this minig that people dance all over the place. You dance and you dance and you dance. 
right? You go find the Sutra based on Sha'eva. Like, what's what's on tonight? You know, it's, is, is it Dylan or the Beatles? Like, who's a, like, a, where's the next place to dance? Obviously, that's what the people want to do, you know. And then, it's a shame, you know, tomorrow night, oh, don't ask, you know, then definitely it's dancing. It's like, a, yeah, there was a movie once about this, uh, dancing. Okay, uh, whatever it is, yeah, Travolta was the place. Uh, um, this dancing thing, it, 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 it has to be understood. It has to make sense and it has to be um, put in proportion and its place. And I'd like to deal with that tonight. Overall, Sukkot, as we know, has multiple dimensions. Outside of it being actually, even as brought down in the Mikra, brought in two dimensions. One would be Chag Asif, totally an agricultural uh, holiday, which focuses on, uh, which is the Machayiv of Arbaminim, <coughs> etc. And then there's also an idea of a Mikra Kaidish, which is another Allah. If you look carefully in the Fumish and Emor, Sukkot is divided into two pieces, as all other Mikra we know it's one, it's one, Mikra Kaisha describes whatever it is when it comes to the Parsha of, of the Sukkot. So it starts, first of all, the 15th of Sivan, the Mechaka Sukkot, not to do Malacha, it should be a Mikra Kaidish. Mikra Kaidish, by the way, means to say a day which is honorable, which you're Mechabed, you honor with Ksus Nekiah, if you go, you meet together to Daven, Tfilibet Sivar, is a special Kiyam Din of Mikra Kaidish, that's a Ramban Alatayra worth seeing by the Din of Mikra Kaidish, to Daven with the Tzibar is Specifically, together in, in, in Yomtev had the Kiyum Din of the Yomtev. And that's Mishai because the Mikra Kaidish is a Malacha, a Korban. And then there's the every other part. After it finishes the Pasuk, says, Elamayad Hashem Mikra Kaisha Shetikra Isim Bamayadam. And then it says, Ach, Bayayim, Mawayarishan, over there, it says, so you take the, the Kachman creates Obis, Kabis, Kmarim, Banafes, Obis, Ismachtim, Fnei Hashem, Shivas Yomit. So we clearly see that after we finished and we said already, then we said, by the way, there's another aspect of Sukkot. So the Pasuk itself already cut Sukkot into two pieces. The Rishonim already deal with this. Um, it's interesting to see what the, uh, the implication seems to be that sitting in the Sukkot and the Avraminim have to do with that separate uh, aspect, what we call Chagor Asif, which is obviously something which we started doing when we came to Eretz Yisrael. That's Mashmur and the Pasik, the Avraminim were only done once they came to Eretz Yisrael. And of course, I agree for you. doesn't matter. Okay? You look carefully, this seems to be the reality, the truth. I know there's a myth out there that so to speak, Moshe Rabbeinu sent Shluchim and he went to Italy to find an Esri. There's a myth out there. But the Pashas, the Mikroi, seems to be saying it's only happened once they came to Eretz Yisrael. So we can let mythology drop. Uh, but So that's the Pashas, the Pesukim, that's the Chay, what it is. The Ramam, interestingly enough, even points out in Mary Nevuchim that the reason for the um, sitting in a hut interesting for seven days is because once God took us out of a, an unbelievable desert for 40 years we were there and at the end of the day it was a sparse place which was barren, no water, no fruit, no anything. All you actually had was the celestial tofu coming from heaven and these birds, you know, if you like bird meat and celestial tofu called man, that's all you had. And he had maybe air, no coke there, no, no, let's put so it was a pretty, it wasn't simple. It was, it was, you lived a nutritious life, but there were no extra goodies. Let's face it, there was no moist rice there, okay? 
Uh, it was all virtual. Everything you had a virtual stake, and you, you can experience any time you wanted. But it was virtual. It was in your mind, right? It didn't transform into stake. It doesn't say that. It says you were tying the time of the stake. It stayed tofu, or stayed, or whatever man was, and uh, and you transformed it interestingly enough, virtually to whatever flavor or taste or texture you chose. It's very interesting. We I can understand these things today with modern technology, but it happened then. It's really very miraculous. But you can understand why the Jews were quite complaining about it. If you read the Chumash, they didn't like this idea. They wanted to touch, you know, stick your knife into a real steak and cut it. You know, they wanted to feel the way it was. They complain. So whatever it is, it wasn't easy there. And we have. To, and he says, finally, we left that. We came to this beautiful country, and we live in beautiful houses. You know what I mean? I live in Harnoff. Uh, you know what I mean? We live in these nice apartments. We're doing well. Okay, Baca. I don't know where we were. Okay, something like that. And God took us out. So you know, when you have good things, you always have to remember how it was before you did when you didn't have it. The Rambam says, the most important thing is remember what you didn't have. And then you'll be able to appreciate what you have. What for? Because once you appreciate and say thank you, you will realize you're totally dependent on somebody. And that's the reason why many people have a hard time saying thank you. Only little kids, you know, your mom says, say thank you, thank you. Yeah, because you know what he's doing. But if you say thank you, you're admitting dependency. And man does not want to admit his dependency. That is why maidim, which means I admit, and maidim means I, uh, I thank, are the same word. Because you are admitting dependency. Something that adults have a hard time doing. It's very hard to bow down in maidim. Igmaritaka says in Brachas, whoever doesn't bow down in maidim, that's the chais, the statues, the statue of the nachash akadmaini, not in the shmanachah, shidrasay nachash. That doesn't mean literally that your uh, uh, backbone is going to, uh, spine is going to transform into a snake, because then you'd have a lot of snakes in Harmanuchas. It doesn't mean, obviously it's a metaphor, be to say that your stature is the stature of the ancient serpent back there in Eden. You know good. Whatever that, this is not the time to talk about the exact understanding of that, but that would be enough. So this is an idea we have to be able to thank. Now why do we thank? So the Rambam says in order to attain Another v'shiflus. The goal of thanking, the goal of remembering, not being an ingrate, having gratitude, is to develop a very important trait. It's called being humble, humility, and even being meek. Even being meek, although meek sounds like an extreme, but the Rambam already writes on the Mishnah Pekavis, Ma'id, Ma'id, Habishval Ruach, that since Gaiva is such a terrible thing and it's so easy to slip into it, he suggests in that trait not to be balanced, but to try to be slightly towards the extreme. Slightly have a little touch, a dash of meekness in order not to fall into being the haughty. He said it's actually for most people it's not enough just to be balanced in this issue. It's a very slippery slope. So the Ramah actually writes the Tamiya Mitzvahs of the album of the Sukkah, and the album meaning, by the way, is for that. The album meaning are there to say, look, this this the estrogut at the time, the most beautiful fruit in the country, as the Ramban describes that when he describes the word estrog, the creates Hadar, look that up. Estrog means chemda, something which is taiva le'inayim, that's a Ramban, 
over there in Parshas Emma. Uh, Ramam also writes, Metav HaPeirosh, the Hadassim, or Metav beautiful trees, Hadassim, very beautiful. Um, especially if you ever see that Hadassim of Shittas Rashi, that you have nine in a row. I actually had it this year, it's unbelievable. You know, every kana is three, and you have three kanas, so you have nine in a row. It really looks good. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, that's Shittas Rashi. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then he says, even, the, he says, that's something very beautiful. For you to appreciate that you have this now and you would not, you do not have it in the desert. All that is for you to develop a sense of gratitude. There's another part which is important, if I may add while I'm saying this, how God cares about people. He says, why did he choose these fruit? Not only because they're special and beautiful, they're also easily accessible to everybody. Just think how God thinks about people. They're easily accessible. More than that, they actually don't spoil. For seven days they can hold. He says as opposed to peaches and pears. Yeah, she writes this. Okay, that they will spoil. The esther will stay for a week. God wants you to have something easily accessible, beautiful for the week, in order for you to be able to appreciate this, bask in its aesthetic beauty, if I may say, and say, man, look what we have now. My Zaydin, Grudlin, let me tell you, if he had one asterisk in the whole city, he was happy, and he wasn't looking with a microscope, because if he looked too high, there were a lot of spots there. That was not the question on hand. And today, you guys are walking around as if you're a surgeon, you know, and you're doing like nano work, okay, to find a nano doctor. I don't know why people care, but that's the way it is. I think there's some mental illness in there running around the city when I see Arab circus. But uh, they should finish Perceptive Sukkhi. Why are they wasting their time? Okay, this is Pasha, the waste of time. Uh, I tell you, I cannot, can't find a Pasha Lulu of an in the city if I wanted to. <laughs> cannot, can't find one. There's a whole Chubas of Mabita that's describing how it's almost impossible to find a Pasha and over here, they're walking around all as if they're all surgeons with the light over here. And what are you looking at? Look at a Tysus that way. That'd be better. You know, you're wasting your priorities. are all messed up. We're not learning. How do you say that in English? You're supposed to learn. Anyway, so that's just a remark on the side. But it really always bothers me. Terrible. Okay, wasting your time. You have X amount of life to live. Why would you want to waste it? Now, remember this, guys. Time is your best friend. So, so a guy calls you up and says, hey, let's kill some time. Say, I don't want to kill him. It's the best thing I have. Always remember that. Use it wisely. So this is Sukkot. So Sukkot is all this great Chag HaOsev, Regalim. It has a part of the dinner. So Shlesh Regalim is based on two aspects. There's a Mikha Kodesh and there's the, the Fest of the Harvest. To the extent that the Sitesh Kodesh thinks Ahav Aminah, that one would think that you sit in Sukkot not from 15th to the 22nd, from the 22nd to the 29th. And you need a special drush to say, no, that is also from the 15th to the 22nd. The first Shatur is coming. So we clearly see that there were two, two aspects here that they merged. And in the the Pasik therefore calls the, the, the total aspect together Chaga Sukkot. There's a broad umbrella reality, which we do have two aspects to it. That together makes what we today call the Mikra Kaidish. The major Nafkamina, in the Dinma Mikra Kaidish, we have our Lach of Shlesha Regala. 
which obviously you know that when you're menadev a carbon or you have a chaybus carbon, uh, then the din is you have to bring it within shleishur egalim. If you have the cycle of shleishur egalim, you're even iser about the achel shalma. Whatever the order is doesn't matter, but you have to get a pesach shmur sukkah there. At the end of the day, so these are the regalim which define that cycle of the year. That's true. But there's another aspect to sukkah which is not pashish in the mikra, and that aspect we only see in the Gemara. There's definitely another aspect to sukkah. So what does that mean by that? It's interesting. The uh, We know that as the Ramam brings, that we, um, the din of Simcha in Yamtev, which the Iker din Simcha, we learned from Sukkis, that the Allah of the Samachta Bechagecha, the Ramam said the first to say for our mitzvahs that there was no idea at all of singing, dancing, and clapping. Right, so the first to say for our mitzvahs, in the midst of Simcha's Yamtev, we're right, there's no such thing of singing, dancing, and clapping. We don't find that in Allah. I will add, it's a Mufursha Mishnah in Beit Salam and Gimel. The Mishnah actually says if someone claps and dances on Shabbos or Yantif, it's a Shmus. It's an Isidra Bonham. Shema Yitakin Kleshir. The Gemara said it's not even a Shmush. said it's not in the Shmush, but Makkah Mitzvah. If you did Din on Yom Tif, that's a Shmush, but Makkah Mitzvah. You're not supposed to do Mishmut. Mishmut is a Mitzvah. But to sing, dance, not to sing, to dance, to clap. Okay? This is the Ikar Din is a Shmush, Shaloi, but Makkah Mitzvah. So before Shem Mishnah, it's very hard to argue with Mishnah. Everyone thinks Adarabe is like the mitzvah sayyim. Maybe they don't learn Beitzah in the yeshivas. It's very, it's Lamikimah Mabez. So, first, your mitzvah is the Shvuz Shalai B'makim Mitzvah. I suggest you look it up. You probably have something on your computer. No, boss. It's not a key mitzvah. What is it at the best? At the best, it is the Allah. What is the getter of Simcha, which therefore Mamela, where does this fit into? The answer is, what is Simcha? Ramadan writes specifically that the Bible said there was no such thing in any Yomtev, except for Sukkish, and there he doesn't say it's a din. There, there was, it equals, it was a custom. He says exactly what I just said. You should look it up. Only in Sukkot's Hoysa Migdosh, there they hear dancing and clapping. Now, I will explain this carefully. First of all, the Lashon Hoysa Migdosh is Mufurish, the Sari Choyva, it's not a Mitzvah de Raisa. Lab Dafki, even a Kiyum de Raisa, it's a Din, Minig. What's the mocker for the Simcha Yisera? Because it brings the Pasuk with Samachta Bechagecha. You can look in all the Midrash Tanoim, okay? You will not find a drush of simcha, you say, of dancing and clapping in the Migdash because of the Samachta Bechagecha. You will not find it. It is not there. This is clearly Rama is doing nothing more than an Asmachta. He's saying just like the din of a Samachta, a special din of simcha and sukkahs, we will describe what there is in two minutes. Chazal extrapolated 
that there's also place for extension of that derisive dikasimcha through Riku Dafka in the Migdash, etc. Now let's understand what this is. But let's put this on the table. This has no this is not a dinder rice at all. The dinder rice of simple is not machaib on you. But let's first start to understand why is it that dinder rice is not machaib, this external expression of simcha. But we can look at where it was expressed and how, and then we can do it, you can basically see the opposite. The minute was only in the Migdash. And only looking carefully, daily Russia yeshivas, which means the Shimba Yitzadik, the Nasir of Gamliel, Chachme Achachomim. It's Amtein Lashon Aramam. It's Rabbi Shulben Korcha. Okay, Haskenim equals Hilla Zaken. You can look the list. Rambam simply is enumerating the names found in the Gemara Sukkah. Those are the people that danced. Equals me and you were not there. Put it on the table. Where were we? In the peanut gallery. In the answers in the where we were at the side. And we looked. They were the only people who were supposed to be dancing. Oh, and they juggled and they this, but only them. I think when you do a signal bench, a person has to decide, but what exactly are you in this year? It's a main the Migdash. In the Migdash, you wouldn't be there. Try to understand what we're doing here, okay? You look Lush and Aram and Sempei Ches you'll read it. The dancing, uh, the list is the way I said. It's Dali Rashi Yeshivas, it's Kainim Chachamim, the Nasi, the Nasi of the Bezdin. I'm literally quoting the Tanoi mentioned in Babylon Yerushalmi. If Shimmy Yitzhak is mentioned in Yerushalmi, if Yeshua, Hillel, and Gamliel are mentioned in the Babylon, you can see it. That's what's there. Where are we? Two Gersois in Rambam. Either Royim Vismechim, we're happy, or Royim Umisamchim, which obviously we became joyful, we started like doing it on our own. And we had to have someone to do this for us. We were, we were like the Hasidic guys in the Fabrengen. We jumped in our place, you know what I mean? You don't go there. You know, you see from the Babacha Fabrengen where they start in bells, you know, they, they're like jumping in on the Ferenches. That's what you did. That's it. And the question is why? What's the Agdora here? And the Agdora is a Dabar Pashit. The beautiful Pirushana under the Kayak by Rav Kook in Eilisriya. Under the Kayak Dula Shemincha Tatu Tsurura. That one I won't explain now. Kabo Rinas Amcha. Sagvenu Tarenu Noira. That sentence I want to explain. I will, as they say, you know, for Taichu for Besset. I don't know if you know what I mean. You know, I've been hearing this for a footnote. There was once a bookseller in Warsaw that he decided to translate Shakespeare in, in Yiddish. And he wanted to make sure the people would buy it. So he wrote and he, he signed, you know, for the advertisements, Shakespeare for Teichton for Bessert, which means basically this is Shakespeare translated and embellished. You understand how it was embellished in Yiddish. So I'm going to take a cooking for Teichton for Bessert. I don't know if I'll do good, but at least you'll understand it in English. Because his language is quite uh, not easy to understand. And I, I, I'll make it more contemporary, if I may. Um, Kabel Rinat Amcha 
take in, receive the song of your nation. Tirenu Sagvenu Noira. Purify us, elevate us, you awesome God. Well, first of all, you said here the God that you're dancing in front of is not the God of love. Noira is the shame of Nirsel Lokim. Awesome law. Midas Ayira. The Yusayin Aleph is if you want to dance, you have to be Oymidlif Ne Hashem Be'emu Be'ira. Kaba Rinas Amcha, who are you talking to? To Noira. When you said, Ona Bekayak, Dulish Yemincha, Tata Tzaruach, Dulish Yemincha, Midas Achesed, that's the God of Lovey Dovey. If you want to express yourself in praise to God, you have to stand in enormous humility, with an enormous sense of God awareness, and ultimately you are in ultimate awe. That's what Neira means. And if you can't do that, please don't dance. And the Tzila says why. Remember, this Tzila is written by Nechuni ben Akonim. Third period. So you know who Nechuni ben Akonim is. If you don't, you'll learn. The Chudya ben Akada, important person. Actually, the author of one of the primary, earliest books of Kabbalah, which the Ramban quotes extensively, quite often, in his spiritual letter, Medrashir ibn Chudya, or Sefer Akana, he quotes it by different pseudonyms. So Ibn Khunya is basically telling you that in order to dance and sing in front of a Kashboka, first of all you have to be Oymid Sayira. And he says, why? What's he saying? Because in order to express himself, you need both Tyra, you need to purify things, and you need Nizgavut, you need something to be elevated. What is he talking about? Um, you know. I don't know if you ever experienced this, but maybe you will one day, or maybe you did. When you have a very profound, deep emotion towards something or somebody, there's inner tension. It builds up like a steam. It's like this guy before he proposes. You don't aware of it, but when you express that emotion, it's like opening up the spigot and the steam comes out. And there's always a danger of having depleted that inner tension, which is so beautiful, so special, so private, and so deep. There's not m- many a time. I always suffer from thinking, how can I say this in sheer? I'm going to take this beautiful idea and translate it so these 80-year-old acne docker-wearing adolescents will understand this. It's by taking a jewel and bringing it down to a soccer field. But that's the job, right? That's what we got to do. We have to crush the diamond and make it palatable for them. They should feel good about it. I'm taking a diamond and literally grinding it so this, this little pea-sized intelligence will be able to understand it. <laughs> I love you all. You're mine. Don't worry about it. You think, you know what, it, you, you realize how it hurts? My beautiful idea, I have to know, 
He could have stayed with me in his glory and his beauty without exp- I understand myself. The only one that does. <laughs> so I'm just a boy whose intentions is good. Oh Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. That was a song when I was growing up. So you understand, um, really, um, expression takes away that beautiful private connection, that beautiful steam, that beautiful tension. Even to say I love you, you really let out steam. So if Cook says the first thing we pray, that if it really, do you really sure you want to express your feelings to God? Can't you just enjoy the sounds of silence? Can't you enjoy the inner tension? He doesn't need you to talk. He understands you. Believe me, if a person really loves you, they don't need you to talk either. Still remember the child I once heard this. One fellow tells his friend, I, my beloved friend, I love you so much. Tell me what you need and I'll fix it up. My friend, if you were my friend, you would know what I need. I wouldn't have to tell you. That's the truth. Real closeness is something which doesn't demand expression. Let the honest truth. Nothing greater than the beauty of silence. So if Cook Christ said, Ain't okay, we're gonna we're gonna express this to you, God, because we're busting in our scenes. We want to talk to you. Mamish, our souls are bursting out, we want to praise you. But do me a favor, Sakvenu, can you elevate the inner pressure that we shouldn't be depleted? Like we don't want to lose the inner pressure because we spoke. I still want that. And then he says Tyreno. And here he says something, well, well, he doesn't say it in this language, but it's the same thing. He says, you realize that you ever go to these weddings or these simple spaces, whatever they are, okay, and you see the body language and the rhythm, and I'm a 60s kid, I say, where is the blue and red and white smoke? Like, how come there's no DJ? I mean, I see the body language, and it looks like Elvis and his hips. I don't have to tell it to you. It's like it's, it's so animal and tribal. I'm sure Billum didn't think of singing it that way. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of animal instincts which come out. You go to these weddings, you see these guys dancing. How much is the china and how much is a lot of animal instincts coming out? Even if there's noise, there's no shit. I'm not joking. Kama the kama animal instincts come out that you find, oh yeah, you know, like you tear your shirt off, man. And then, and then you put, and after your wedding, you love to express your inhibitions, so you took some Superman clothes or whatever it is, and you dance. What you're doing is living out your fantasies. Oh, you like these pink panther things or things like that. <laughs> you're living out your fan was a ninja. You're living out Unicorns. <laughs> living all living up fantasies. That's what this is. God is not part of it. This definitely demands Tyreno. If I'm to express myself, can I? I can only do by standing in front of you, you awesome Lord, with a sense of I am standing in front of Noira. Now try. Now try to express it without tumor and without depletion. And even then, I pray. 
Sagvenu Tyrenu Noira. So you really think it's that simple in Avoidus Hashem to really be an Ebed in MS, not just to think, Taheli Do you ever try what it means? If you're so happy about it, why don't you work on it? One day a year! When's the last time I tried to work a full day on Tyra Saleh? I don't want to explain what it means. What does the Avtach mean? Not the Fib? It means an absolute commitment. Emes in Rambam means absolute. I don't mean the vodka. Rambam, Perik Alf, you say that Torah, Allah Alf and Beis. Elohim Emes is an absolute existence, not a relative existence. God is absolute, and my commitment to Him is absolute. I am totally in evidence, nothing else. And that's what you sing with Taheli Ben. When's the last time you meant it? How can you sing? I would hide, buy yourself a talus and hide under it. And that's what they sing. A different version. Embers, embers. What do you have the word embers? Well, you don't know what it means. Maybe he is, but not me. I'd be afraid to say the word Amos. When a guy tells me, Neil, Neil's Daiti, he means Neil's Daiti, I'm going over a chava, you understand? If we talk in Mila, Neil's Daiti, I'd listen to him. Amos? Dream of Emmis, to aspire for Emmis. That's, that's work. So, yes, there is no mitzvah, the rise of external expression, because external expression, you know, it's a life's job. And even therefore, therefore God does not demand that from us. Even from the Skanium and Anshemaisi, it doesn't demand it, it's a minute. And we are only lift the Hashem and the base I make there's nowhere else. Lift the Hashem is where they stand. Lush on the Ramah at the end of Sayyid Cheslua Simcha the Makaimos Elu avoid the Gdailoi. What Makaimos Elu mean? Lift the Hashem. You want to dance? If you feel you have Murray Mikdash in the base Matrix, dance there. If you feel you have Murray Mikdash. That, that's an olive base of anything. If we're to do anything according to Allah and not according to what we grew up in our social norms and mores, whatever it be, but actually to think Allah, Rambam, Shulchan Aruch, your lives would be different. You wouldn't just say, Vitaya Lebein, love the Chabemis. You'd work on it. You'd think it. And maybe you'll be Zaychid that one. Will finally be true. I suggest you start with a Shem's recite Tiftoch, Ufi Agiti God, I can't open my mouth in front of you. I'm in awe. 
But if you open my mouth, then I will be able to say your praises. That's what you say, actually. Hashem's from what you need to get someone to open your mouth. You don't open your mouth. You have a big mouth. You talk a lot. So why are you telling him to open your mouth? Because you understand, I can't open my mouth. Has anybody in this room been frozen and experienced the feeling if you can't open your mouth and you touch my answer? That's an honest truth. It's an honest question. Well, that's what you're saying in the first sentence, which is not even the punishment effort, the Agdom of Shemesser. We talk about Emes. Try doing that. Those are the people that danced. Those are the people that danced. Now it's interesting to see there were other people that danced. Who were the other people that danced? We're not part of that. But maybe, maybe, maybe we're part of the other people. The two other types of people that danced, it's called Chsidim Va'anshe Maisen. Yisur ben Haran Chsidim Ba'alei Tshuva and Chsidim Anshe Maisen. Yisur ben Haran Chsidim, which Rashi says means Ba'alei Tshuva, and Anshe Maisen means Sadiqim Mi'ikor. Not good. He pashes the gears of the ballet of the Rabbi Nechanan who makes the most sense. This is not the place to teach what. Why? Because we know that chosid means usually a ballet. It's called a chosid hoya. It's more in Arabic. Why is it called a tabal chuva called a chosid? What does a chosid mean? That he wears breeches and has foxtails on his head. Because the Ramam explains Barakhava and Pishman the Prokim, also in his Pirishan Alvis, and also in Hilchas Deyos, is a person which lives in extremes. This is not the optimal way of life. Mishnah says in Pirkei Alvis, Ezadeh, Yishorish, Yover, Boyahadah, what the right path that you should choose, Koshut, Tiferes, Loisel. It's the first time in Adam. Rambam explains there on the spot in Pirush Mishnah. It means he lives a balanced, harmonious life, what he calls Derech HaMamutza. Does not flip to the right or to the left. Merges things beautifully in a beautiful way that actually people enjoy being with him and God loves him. Tiferes means beauty. An old definition I thought of many, many years ago what is beauty? I'll tell you a story to understand where this definition came from. I like art. And when I came to Eretz Yisrael, wow, in 1964, there wasn't much of a museum here. That happened much later. So, and in Chicago, my hometown, oh, there's an unbelievable art institute. There's a museum there of modern art. It's disastrous. Okay? So I remember whenever I came home every two and a half years, not like you guys, you know, you go home, two and a half years later you come home, okay, and, and I came home, dropped my bags, mom, I'm going to the institute, I haven't seen this for two and a half years, I'm living in this backwater called Jerusalem in those days, you ran too fast, you hit the border, there was one street light in the whole city, it was, called, it was actually a corner of Yafo and uh, King George, you say, Nifagesh Paramzo. 
Okay, that's what there was there. You know what I mean? They still, you know, one telephone in a neighborhood. When I used to have to call my parents before Yom Tif, he used to go to the main post office and used to order pre- 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 beforehand they, three minutes to talk. And used to wait on line, the operators would tell you, okay, now go into the booth, this wooden booth, you got three minutes, and then they cut you off. And today you live with uh, cell phones. You probably tell, you know, I get complaints from parents before I even hear it from the student. That's the way it works. So I remember writing to the Art Institute, and here I see this canvas. I just I was stupefied. I said, what's it doing there? It was just black. I said, what the black canvas doing here? It makes no sense. By then, up there, here to the Art Institute, I decided I'm going to sit and look at it carefully. Then I suddenly realized something I never knew before. There is infinite shades of black. Today they think gray, right? But there are infinite shades of black. Would you believe it? And they merged so beautifully and so harmoniously that when you, once you saw the movement, like half notes, it was like stupefying. It was beautiful. Then they had what beautiful means. The harmonious merging of different elements. That's what it means. The harmonious merging of different elements makes something beautiful. So that for goodness sakes, a man, which is the fairest lame, he said, a man who lived, that he merges the different elements of reality, his different meadows, the different character traits, merges them perfectly and beautifully for the right time, the right place, etc. That's what the Ramam calls Derechamamutza. Lashana Ramam appears on Mishra over there. But there are times that you have to go to extremes. And the Ramam writes with Derechamachuva to go to extremes. Because about Chuva's not sure of himself. He really messed up his youth. And now he's like finding it. It's going to take a while till he trusts himself. He doesn't have enough, I would say, subconscious God awareness to allow him to like trust himself. Ultimately, therefore, he needs constant God awareness. He's like, oh, come on, relax on him. It's very hard. Really very hard. And that's why he goes to extremes, because he's not, she's like, he, he, He's hugging the wall because he's afraid of falling off the road into the abyss. He's a wall hugger. If you trust yourself, you'll walk the road. It's a new driver. Did you ever see? Try driving in the rock. He's a new driver. You see, they're like scratching the mountain. They have to do extremes. Pasuk says, David Melch writes, Shomer Anafshi ki chosid oni. Protect me, because I'm a chosid. You know what the Primagodim writes in his Agos of Shechanoach Narachayim? Primagodim says, you have to understand one thing. David Melch was the super Balchuba. Now, with great respect, they did remember the Shmuel, the David Loichata, etc. The Aram Eroim, which argue with it. If you ever look super stuff test, you'll know that. Without that, the only machlekes is whether he was Bailanesh. You see, there was a get. That's a machlekes, a meroim. Everyone's taught only Shmuel, right? But everyone agrees with Ritzach. 
Kedushim and give him an olive. Shammai Yazakim says, How do I know the Yesh Lech Gavar Avera? Because the Pasuk says to David Amel, Oishai Harak the Becher of Neamoy. You set up his murder, you're responsible for the Ritzayah. Thus, no one argues that. The Machlaikis is whether he was Bailashish or not, but when he was fighting Ritzicha Kulamul or Pligan. People aren't aware of that. You read Tilim, and I suggest you learn Tilim, not just read it. You'll see a book which is total penance. Katosi Negdi Samit. Constantly thinking about his Averis. Constantly hiding in his cave trying to find himself. Maybe you should learn Tilim and read it and see your life there. Because if you don't see your life in Tilim, you're not saying it. You should be finding your own caves. But David had a lot of caves. Not just to be the small cave that he hid from his father-in-law. He had a lot of pitfalls. Passionate, redhead, angry, white stature, moon gazer, murderer. And he ended up one of the most beautiful, purest people since creation. The Pasuk says... The Libi Cholol Bekirbi. The Gemara says he had no more Yetzahora. Shahor Goy Betainus. Tanya writes in Perikalif that he had such a reality, such purity, that he ultimately he never had an issue. He was in sync with God's will. There was no inclination or anything to move him. He never had a challenge. He moved from a sinner that, thank God, you had, I hope no one killed anybody yet. And no one's fornicated with uh, with a nation at all with nations. Each, I don't think that's common here. Okay, into the into the person which is so pure that he has no more no battles to fight anymore. What the rabbi calls in Tanya tzaddik v'toyvloi. That's David Amelach. Climbed a pretty pretty steep mountain to say the least. So in that period of transition, which God knows how long it took, but it's very clear that when he was writing Tillam, he's describing all that. Says He was a Balchuva. And we dare Balchuva to go to extremes. So he's a Naibiminika Chasidus. And once you're going into extremes, you are you are vulnerable, you are gullible. You are afraid of your shadow. You're what I said. You're a, a wall hugger. You start screaming "Om Yishmarab" loud enough to annoy people. You know what I mean. All of a sudden, your shoulders start looking close to your ears, and you start talking in a raspy voice and quasi Yiddishisms as if you were born of a luzhin. You forget the English language. You say "Ichmein, Ichmein, Ichmein" all day. That's what it looks like. I once heard from one of his Yerub, the friend of Bracha. Right? Right? You're all singing down the roof here, Kumbaya. You all know the song, right? Doesn't sound beautiful. I was in the sukkah two years ago and I saw it on the wall. It says, Why are you writing it? It says, Klala. You read it, it's a Klala. Read Tanakh. 
the saklala. He puts it in his sukkah. What kind of moron are you? I didn't say it. That's what I thought. I mean, taking something out of context because you think it's tied with Shlomo Karlaba, it's a klala. Maybe you should learn Amos. It's a prostate klala. I, you're not aware of it, right? It's a good song. People sing a curse. I suggest you sing, I don't know what, Bechora Api Bahem, you know, or something like that. Bechaltem Sabnechem, you know. Same thing. It's a klala. I, I don't, you don't know it. It's a klala. If things will be so non-clear, we won't fight a locha brewer, b'shum mokoy. You don't need to learn Gemara for that. Rashi and the Navi will tell it to you. So I went to Panavish Yerav, was sitting somewhere, and I was there, and he, said, he asked this question. Yes. Why is it such a terrible thing that everybody wants to have Dvar Hashem? Isn't it beautiful that everybody wants Dvar Hashem? Because you have to understand, people who are so thirsty, whatever you'll give them, they'll drink. And someone will give them kerosene, they'll drink it too, and they'll die. People that are so thirsty, but they're like mushrooms, they have no real roots, they didn't grow gradually and normally. You can sell them the Brooklyn Bridge and they will give you change. And they will think that's Judaism. And that's dangerous. And that's a clover. The fact that people can have this in their sukkah, that's an eight is higher than Pandasharat was right. They put a clover in the sukkah. I'm trying to say one has to understand, yeah. Person who lives in extremes, the Belchuba, which is trying to find his way, which Halavai we should be, is vulnerable, gullible, feels rootless, doesn't trust himself, needs Shmir Yaseir from a Kaddish book, or Shamra Nafshi Kifasidani. The Dabar Pasha. Fasemis writes this in the three places, I think. Fasemis says, if you, if, you, if you were zoichet, that you had a yaldus of Torah and mitzvahs, so you've developed a certain internalized sense of God awareness in your subconscious that you trust yourself. And you intuitively end up doing the right thing. But if you haven't done that nebuch, you don't have a yaldusenu. You know what happens? You, ha- you have to sit with him in front of your face 24-7. He can drive you mad. It can drive you mad. To live with that sense of awareness, being a wall hugger, as I may say it, can drive you mad. All of a sudden, your shmanes has become an hour long. And sometimes, you know, what happens to you? You flip. It's a dangerous game. And the Svastama says that the special site of the Shmaya, in the Malkim Shabali Chuvaim, they should be able to live and be normal, walk out of that healthily, is a Malkim Shabalit and Gemurim could never do it. They would not last. This is a site of the Shmaya, the Kashbok, Yaza, Hashem, the Shavim, Yoisim, Ikdei, Timayat, Tivam, Masages, Lashon, Rabbeinu, Yoinu. Yazer Hashem Lashavim Yoisim Hashem Yad Tivam Masegas. It's a mess. 
I want you to understand what it means to really be about Tshuva. We should desire for this. At least from some part of it. That's the people that danced. And the song there was, Ashrei Ziktaseinu Shekipra Al Yaldusein. That was there too. Those people live Lifnei Hashem and they can dance. Ashrei Ziknaseinu Shekipra Al Yaldusein. Praised is our elder age that finally it atoned for our wayward little boy issues. And there was another dance. But these were the blue bloods. I mean, you know like those guys that you can't stand in class, that they do everything right? They always get a hundred on the test. They always have the right answer. They always brush their teeth with crest. I don't know. They, they always look like they came straight out of a... What you couldn't stand? <laughs> you know, them guys. Usually on the upper east side. You know what I mean? Preppy. You always got it right. They also sang. Because their yaldus was so good that wow, it worked. And they said, Ashe yaldusenu shulaybisha ezizitnaseinu. It was all my life. I was perfect. And the most beautiful thing is that these two guys have probably never spoke to each other in school. Believe me, I've been to school. Those are literally the two sides of the classroom. In Tithra Ben Sheva, they got together for another dance. Elu ve'elu oimrim, then they danced together. Ashrei mi shaloi chato. Umi shechato yoshuv v'yuz v'yichuparloi. Prayer to he has never sinned. And he who sinned, he only has to repent and everything will be good. That was the song of Sifra Those are the people that can dance Lifnei Hashem and mean it. People who, well, those few guys, how many guys could there be that Asher Yaldusena Shlebisha Ziknusena? They had a minion, I hope. I don't know anybody like that. You know anybody like that? Some principal's pet. I don't know. Who would know a guy like that? And then there was Boksham, that big group of people. And the most beautiful thing is That's like that was the song. This clearly tells us that the Simcha Yaseira of Sukkis is not because it's the Mikra Kaidish. Because what does the Mikra Kaidish have to do with this? It's clear that the Simcha Yisera, which is a minig, the minig of Sukkot, is simply for one thing only. It's the Simcha of Kapora, Slicha, and Mechila, the Simcha of Tshuva. Rabbi Yoyner writes explicitly <coughs> one of the reasons <coughs> Of Sudas Erev Yom Kippurim is because Derech about Tshuvati will be in Yogoin Vanochah Ma'achet. What that means? Downtrodden, depressed, <coughs> and then he should be so happy they can get out of it. 
and Arab Yom Kippur and Shredding, thank God we're out! I've been in a rut and now I'm walking out! Hallelujah! And that's what Sudas Arab Yom Kippur was supposed to be. Hopefully it'll be next year. It's the Simcha for Shuvah, ultimately Kapur. Rama Mamish writes this in the book, and Rama writes, you know, Rama Paskins the Halacha, the Shuvah only works to people that believe it'll work. Rama Peregimus Gogus, repentance only works, Shuvah only works to the Ma'aminim boy. You have to believe in yourself, believe it can really happen. Believe that you can really like, change, it can work. Rama actually says that's why we do vidui. For self-convincing that this will work. What he writes in Mary Nebuchim. All these different things we do are to convince <coughs> ourselves that this can work. <coughs> Frightening. But that's what this is. The simcha of tshuva. It's very clear that the simcha is Sarah of Sukkis got nothing to do with Merkodesh. Because Sukkot is another thing. Outside the two dimensions mentioned in the Chumash, there's another dimension. At the end of the process of coming back to God, starting with Elul, Yimei Arachmim, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and finally God comes down and Gibbosheh comes down and gives us Luchashniyos, Anyam Kippur. And if you don't know, you should read the Gruan Shir Hashirim, Perik Aleph, <coughs> where he describes that on the 11th day of Tishrei, he tells the people that they have to um, um, build a Mishkan, because now God actually wants to come back. The 12th and the 13th, they bought the stuff. The 14th is Chachmelech took it and the 15th construction started. That's when the Anani HaKovit came back. It's a growing perikala for Sukkot is the final Ritzui of Chatoim. It is the culmination of the period starting in Elul through Mishpat, Tshuva, Kapara, ultimately Atavar Chatonu Mikola Amim Ahavtoi Sonu Sabonu. You actually wanted us. You know, there's a famous Pirush in Atavachaton, it's found in Siddhashiach Yitzhak, Yitzhak Mountain. I don't think he quotes the Quran, this, I think. The Quran discusses another part, but this is there. He says, Bechira, you choose for what's available. You'll see when you start dating. You choose from what's there. You know, you're not going to choose what's not there. So he chose us. We were better than the Egyptians. Not that we were exactly great people. We were by the Zora. We were pagans. We were no good. We're foolish, right? Read Yechezkel, Pe'ekhoth. We were by the Zora during the 40 years in the desert. We didn't want to keep Shabbos then. When God came to us way before Moshe said, I'll take you out if you walk away from by the Zora and keep Shabbos, we told him goodbye. God says, I should wipe them out. Nah, I won't do it yet. You know what I mean? He wanted to take us out with iron. It didn't work. We told him to take a walk. Literally. We enjoy ourselves. It wasn't good for us, but we were Egyptians. 
You're Egyptians. I just had a conversation with someone this week. I showed him a, an article on the, uh, on the on the establishment of Liberia. There was an association in America. We're talking about, oh, goodness, from the times of roughly after, right after, like, 1820, where they wanted to, uh, wanted to uh, export, shall we say, the freed slaves, specifically of the North, uh, back to Africa. There were quite a few ca- uh, ca- places in Africa which were created by freed slaves, by the British, Sierra Leone, and then also by the Americans. There were like three or four of them. They're not what you call Liberia. The, their capital is named after President Monroe, Monrovia. This was an experiment of getting people to leave because uh, they didn't want them, free Negroids. You know, they didn't even want them in New York. Can you imagine? Okay? Uh, they didn't want them. So they wanted to export them. No one went! But, you, but you're, the, you're the way bottom of the list here. But I'm an American. I'm not going. They didn't want to go. They simply didn't go. It was a failure. So that she had them to the Jews the same thing. They were Egyptians. They were pagans. They were Get this straight. How God took them out is a long story. Not for you. You had to pull them out. The Gemara says he had to stick his hands into it, it, to take the Jews out. It's like take, going into the womb of a cow and extracting its fetus. I want you to understand what the Yitzhak tribe was. He chose you because he had good potential. When did he love us? Well, this we know when he loved us. Say Pasik, all of Shir Shir. Read what's it what it when he says we said Nasavanishma. Why? So the verse says in Shabbos the Pekes, why do you say Nasa before Nishma? Anundiskinum Bishlaimusa Zatrashi Kidercha Isimiava. Matan Tabir, when he finally loved he gave himself to us. Mar says in Shabbos Anoichi is a uh, abbreviation. Ano, me, Nafshi, myself. Kasaft, I wrote myself, Yahit, I gave myself to you. An act of love. Yishakenu Mishikas Piyu Kitavim Dedechamayayin is a passing dealing with Matan Torah. So we're talking about love. Okay. Ratsisa Banu means what? When did you mamish mamish want us? See, you chose us. We we're, were the best of the lot. You actually loved us because you gave yourself to us. When did your momish want us? You know the acid test of a marriage is how it weathers crisis. Love, you know, there's love when you're young, knee buckling experiences. If you read your sciences, you realize it's a chemical reaction for you to get somewhat ADHD in order to. Um, jump over the hoop and make a decision which normally you wouldn't. But real love is, it's later. It's when you really don't have to talk too much. Just can't be without yourself without her. Different love. When did my mom want to be with you? It's not 20, 25. Let me tell that you're still thinking you're Clark Gable and, and going with the wind. <sighs> Giggling and smiling and eating spaghetti. You know what I mean? And ice skating in Rockefeller Center. You know, something like that. Yeah, the, 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 the baby stuff. 
real love. See this, that old couples, they really love each other. You see hand on the you know on the bench at Grand Street. You know, out the Eden, they loved each other. They knew what love was. What do you want us? So it's Isabana means to say sukkas. Because sukkas when he finds his mama she can't be without you and I'm coming back. Ah, you sinned, we have to work on it, but it's over. But Sisabanu is sukkas. That's what we got the base of Mikdash. So that's what we got the Mishkan. That's the Grunch Shirim. So you understand that aspect of Sukkot. That's the Simcha Yaseira of Sukkot. The Simcha Yaseira of Sukkot. To what extent have you gone through a Rosh Hashanah? To what extent have you gone through a Yom Kippur? To what extent are you feel that you live Lifnei Hashem? To what extent can you say Ashrei Zikna say no you're not that old Ashrei this year Shechipra Shana Shavra To what extent can you express that with a feeling your Oymid Lifne Hashem That's the people who should be singing and dancing and I want to tell you something I have to make this shorter You know um, Pasuk says Pasik says you tell him, Hashem like Gaba Libi. Not haughty. Because I don't go beyond my scope. I go slowly. I realize who I am. Rashi writes over there, Lo asitik dolot v'tanugot v'yanim v'nkiyot ke'en shasu b'na ke'asa b'ni David says, I didn't do all these great things that Shlomo did. I didn't do, I didn't build all this. It says, Hinni alecha, I with you, k'misha e'en lo'i yadayim v'raglayim. I stand in front of you, I have no hands, I have no feet. I'm like a, like a block of wood, a raw block of wood, just a piece of wood laying there in front of you. That's how he described himself. He basically says, I don't have hands, I don't have feet. You know what does that mean? Let me explain one simple thing to you, okay? I can't go into the particulars, this is taking me another hour or two. But, do you know when you make a mistake? You have a relationship and you make a mistake. And you do or say something stupid. Do you really think saying sorry is enough? Well, I'm going to tell it to you right now. It isn't. Do you really think, oh, sorry, I won't do it again is enough? hate to say it, guys. There will be residue. The question was not what you did, but how could you have done it? And that you haven't answered with the sorry. Are we getting this across? You'll live more, you'll get married, you'll understand. 
Or if you did something horrendous, your parents to you or you to them, you'll understand. The question is not what you did, how could you do it? The question is not the Avera, it's the precus oil Malchus Shemayim. How could you? How could you be treacherous? You said Bagadnu, you did actually said to God, I've been treacherous. I've been treacherous to our covenantal relationship. I've two-timed you. I got myself a girlfriend. I'm telling my wife I was treacherous, right? Shechina. Kodesh not me. Whatever. Yeah. My avarice are a treachery. Is that what you did? Treachery is not the question what you did. How could you be treacherous? Where is our relationship? How does this work? Is this just mechanical? That's the serious issue. I want to tell you the tshuva. That's why the Gemara said that no discipline, even prophecy, could understand the tshuva could work. You could all say, I'm sorry, but how could you have done it? How is that going to change the relationship? How does it take away the residue? It's there. Okay, here's a PhD in life talking now. There's one way to do it. If you find a place within your relationship deeper and much deeper that you, that literally, I don't want to paraphrase, but yeah, you can't live if living is without you, and you emerge, mutually realize that, you elevated or went deeper, shall I say, into your relationship, at that place, that didn't mean anything. You find a deeper play, plateau for your relationship where at that place, whatever happened there, it doesn't leave residue because you're not there anymore. You're somewhere else. That's what tshuva is. Tshuva is finding a deeper sense of God awareness, a deeper relationship. And this is not me talking to Maral, the last ten lines of the spirit out of the Siva Tshuva in the Siva Soilam. You can look it up. That's the Lushan of the uh, of the morale there. Go back to him. And then everything will be okay. It's, if you finally go back there, we know what it's like. All our sins because we forget that idea of our commitment and our sense that we are standing in front of God. We translate our religion to do this, don't do this, learn this, read this, say this. It's a bunch of do's, a bunch of feet and, 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 and hands. And when we just live in our feet and our hands, we go wayward. We walk the wrong place, we talk the wrong thing, we do everything wrong. All you have to do is cut your hands and feet off and go back to your core. Once had the pleasure of pleasure. So every so often I have these things with young couples come to talk to me. So here this goes a few years ago. There was this couple, man, they came and they went, I don't usually do this, I have no patience for it. But sometimes, what am I going to do? You know, they ask you a favor. <coughs> Woo, everyone had a McGillis Esther to say about the other, you know what I mean? <laughs> Little nincompoops. So I, I threw him out of the room. I said, listen, why'd you marry this jerk? You just told me, like, everything. He's like Titus's cousin. Like, what do you, why'd you marry him? He's a jerk. Are you kidding? And then she starts telling me all these mindless titles. So she says, well, what do you want from me? You just said it. Get out of here. And then I called him. 
Why'd you marry? She's a cluster. I'm a shaver. I started going after her. You know what I mean? Look what you Are you kidding? And he also has what to say why he married her. So then I thought, don't you understand? Just focus on why you married each other and your life will be beautiful. That's all we have to do. What we do is atrocious. We got to go back to understanding why we do it. says, of creation created fragmentation. There's A, D, C, D. God didn't make a one uniform world, he decided to make fragmentation, and we're supposed to bring that fragmented reality into one, bring it back to its core. Take your hands and your feet and bring it back to the core. Shuvu El Hashem. So you understand about Shuva, if he's for real, he loses his hands and their feet because they didn't do too well. But then he grows new hands and feet. Hands and feet which are connected to Das Elyon. Hands and feet which are connected to Amida Lifne Hashem. Those are the hands and the feet which you can clap and dance in Simchas Beis Hashem. That's the Rikudim of Simchas Beis Hashem. It is the Rikud of Tshuva. It is the movement, literally, I hate to say it, from the Pachad in Ema versus Shona in Kippur to find, we lose our feet because we want to go back into, almost into a womb. You want to go back to a, to, 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 let's start this again from the beginning. Let's not just fix our ways. They're meaningless. It won't help. It will not help. I sign it. I'm going to fix your ways. It's not going to help. It'll help roughly from Titan Sester to Purim. Want to help? Don't fix your ways. Fix your head. Buy new glasses. Focus on what this is all about, where is it all coming from, and where is it supposed to lead. Have a meaningful Ashanara, but don't waste your lives. Make a good Bye.